Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 118, verses 15 through 29. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light, his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 1 through 11. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house, and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah, who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place, in the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known? And then come and stand before me in this house, which bears my name, and say, We are safe, safe to do, to do all these detestable things. Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs you, needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what, has sp- what was spoken through the prophet. Say to your daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought a donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. 
Very large crowds spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called the house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Did you hear what these children are saying? they asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of infants and children? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. And he left them and went out of the city of Bethany, where he spent the night. Good morning and welcome to Monday of Holy Week. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings are not coming from the Revised Common Lectionary. I pulled them myself um, based off of the day of the week. Um, So Holy Week is the final week of Jesus' life. Um, His last few steps on his pilgrimage to God uh, and to the cross and um, Sunday is Palm was Palm Sunday, and this is what's described in Matthew and Mark and I believe John, but I couldn't find it. Um, where he is welcomed into the into the holy city as a prophet, and the um, the palm fronds and the donkey are prophesied in Jeremiah, which we read from, um, and uh, and the, the Psalms as well. And he's entering Jerusalem as a king, and this is how uh, uh, Caesar would return to Rome upon a victorious battle out in the provinces. There would be a big parade, he'd be sitting on a war horse, his troops around him, and they would throw palm fronds at him. Um, They wouldn't say Hosanna, that's a Hebrew word, but um, they would call him Savior, and they'd have a big parade, and He'd have lots of sex and drink lots of wine and shit like that. Um, but Jesus is different. He comes on a donkey, um, uh, not a gentle and meek donkey, but one that you know people kind of get tired of. They eat everything, just like goats. Um, and um, Mark, which we haven't read, um, has him entering the city on Sunday, on Palm Sunday, um, and then throwing the the tables of the money changers over the next day. He wants to be seen doing this. And Matthew goes straight away to do it, but it doesn't mean that it was the same day. Um, and when he overthrows these tables of the money changers, this is like one of the, you know, people say, well, Jesus is angry, and so that's fine. Um, and some people take that to say that, like, violence is okay, because violence is angry, and all kinds of weird stuff. But um, we do see Jesus um, being really upset, and um, in some accounts, he has a whip and he drives the the animals out, um, and he exposes the sacrificial system for the corruption that it has kind of acquired. Um, 
everybody was supposed to be able to sacrifice. If you had a lot of money, you would sacrifice a bull. If you had some money, maybe a goat. If you didn't have any money, um, you could still sacrifice a pigeon or a dove. And so if you notice in some of the readings, he leaves the the people selling the uh, the doves and um, uh, birds alone, uh, for the most part, he overturns the money changers, people who are, you know, charging interest to, you know, loan money in order to worship God. Um, and then he drives the animals out, the big animals. And in John's gospel, I believe he actually addresses those who are selling the doves and he says, you know, don't become corrupt, basically. Um, and so this is Jesus, you know, entering his capital as a very odd kind of king and immediately getting pissed off. Um, and one of the things that, um, that you know, sticks out to me in, in this week, in Holy Week, is that he enters angry. Um, the, uh, you know, the, you would think that someone being welcomed into a major city as a king would be pretty excited and drink lots of wine and have lots of sex. But he doesn't do that. The first thing he does, um, according to Mark, he goes in right away to the temple. He sees nobody is there, so he comes back the next day on Monday. Monday of Holy Week is when he overturns these tables. And that's why I wanted to read um, the gospel account, and I looked up um, where some of the stuff is coming from um, in order to make that the reading for this morning. We get the den of robbers from Jeremiah, and we get the um, Hosanna in the highest, and blessed is the one who came, comes in the name of the Lord, and uh, stuff like that from the psalm. Um, but Jesus enters angry. Um, if this is his capital, um, and the temple is kind of his, his capital building, the first thing he does is he criticizes the people for allowing this to happen, and he attacks the people who have made his kingdom corrupt, and it's the money changers first, um, but ultimately it's the religious elite that um, have the power to act against Jesus, and they do by the end of the week. Um, and it's very quickly, in these first couple of days, as they welcome in him into Jerusalem as king, they're welcoming a military commander, or they think they are. His name is Joshua. They would have thought of uh, Joshua and Jericho and the military campaign to take the promised land. They also would have thought of Joshua the high priest under Zerubbabel, one of Jesus' ancestors. Um, uh, the high priest Joshua rebuilt the temple, um, the very temple that Jesus overthrows the tables at. So this name Joshua, which means God saves or God is salvation, um, he's coming into town on a horse, not a war horse, but a donkey. He's, they're doing the palm fronds and the coats and you know they're, they're calling him savior. And within a couple of days, they realize this isn't the kind of savior they want. They want a military commander. They don't want a revivalist. They don't want a preacher, pastor. They want someone who's going to attack Rome and attack the religious establishment. Um, and when you enter on a donkey, it doesn't really bring that message. People's hopes were high. They wanted a military commander in the in the mold that they expected, like Judas Maccabeus um, or some of the other prophets that were cut down, Bar Jesus, who will later get excused 
uh, in place of Jesus on Passover. Um, there's a number of these false prophets, uh, many of whom their central claim was, I am the Messiah, I will overturn Rome. Um, and time and again, they fail. So Jesus is, is the latest in a string of these, and he's very promising. He heals. Um, he's capable of healing people, which um, I imagine the other, the imposters had some difficulty with. Um, but the military commander that they wanted was a worldly military commander, not Joshua. Joshua followed God's command, um, and the other Joshua, the later Joshua, what he did is he built the temple after the return from exile. And so what does it mean to rebuild the people um, to um, help them find freedom? They thought that it was secular political freedom. Um, but what God was coming to do in his son, Jesus Christ, um, was to free them to be better people. They don't need Rome to be better people, God-fearing people. They don't, we will come to see, as we and we believe as Christians, they don't need the temple um, in order to be a good person, um, to reflect God's glory in the world. Um, they need much less than that. Um, but they want much more, and that's the problem. Um, even in our own day, when towers uh, fall um, and innocent people are killed, we want a military response. We want an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Um, we want you know, our, our pound of flesh, and that's not what God promises. That's not what we need, and that's not what God offers. Um, the military... Um, as God ordained it, um, may do violence under God's command, um, but it isn't it isn't vengeful, uh, it isn't um, vindictive or retributive. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Seventh Day Adventists, I think, have it right. Like many of them, um, registered to be conscientious objectors because they uh, objected to all human warfare. Um, but they were very clear, and this includes Desmond Doss, Medal of Honor winner. They're very clear that if God commanded them to go to battle, they would do it. Um, but that battle very often doesn't look like human warfare. And so the people had a skewed idea of what the military was, just like we do today. We think all the military does is you know, destroy and, and um, intimidate and bomb. Um, and unfortunately, the tail has begun to wag the dog, and that is a large part of what the military does. But it wasn't meant to be that way, and it will not be that way, and it is not that way in God's in God's um, universe, uh, which is uh, which bends towards justice. Um, but one of the hopeful things, the the inspiring things in um, in this episode on Monday of Holy Week is that God gives us permission to be angry. Um, he enters Holy Week. You know, his triumphal entry is marked by frustration and anger. Um, and, you know, you can call it violence, throw, you know, whipping animals out of the temple, um, turning over tables, like, sure, that's violence. But more importantly, it's frustration and anger. Anger is an emotion that um, veterans aren't allowed to express because we'll be accused of, being dangerous, um, which has happened to me on numerous occasions. I remember one time I was sitting down and somebody came up to me in, in the middle of like 
after putting the girls down and just being so tired and frustrated about where I was. And this person uh, had a lot of relationships with someone that I thought fucked me over. Um, and they said hi, and I was really short with them. And I said something to the effect of, like, I, I think pacifists are kind of creating a problem they're not willing to solve or something like that. But I And I didn't stand up. And later, um, uh, I apologized. I, I got back in touch with them, and I apologized for, like, being kind of short and um, because we had a history before that. Um, and the the guy said, oh, thank you. I was, you know, I don't know if... Um, it was like this half apology and he said that he was very scared and all this other stuff like it seemed a bit of overreach um i don't think that the people in the temple were scared i think they were startled and i think they were angry just like jesus because jesus was calling them out um but jesus gives us permission to be angry um you know holy week is uh is very special week um i I will be recording and broadcasting as I can, but essentially the whole week is a high holiday, and so I usually take those off and let um, let my audience, you know, kind of focus on their local faith community. Um, but I, it was important for me to do Monday uh, because this is the day that he flips the tables, and this is an integral part of Jesus's ministry. It's not that he went around everywhere angry, but it was an emotion, he allowed himself and allows others to feel and to express. Um, because as an emotion, it's something that comes naturally to us. Um, and it, sometimes it is the right emotion to respond to injustice to. Um, and that if we aren't angry, um, it might be that we aren't paying attention. It might be that we're okay with injustice as long as it doesn't make us angry as long as it doesn't infringe on our desires and wants and expectations. But that's not Jesus's prerogative. Jesus's prerogative is that everyone um, be treated fairly, that the mountains be made low and the valleys made high so that the you know we all live on the plain together. Um, but to do that, sometimes it's frustrating, um, and sometimes that frustration and anger is what fuels us to write injustice. A Poem to a Certain Civilian by Walt Whitman Did you ask dolcet rhymes from me? Did you seek the civilian's peaceful and languishing rhymes? Did you find that I sang erewhile so hard to follow? Why, I was not singing erewhile for you to follow, to understand, nor am I now. I have been born of the same as the war was born. The drum corps rattle is ever to me sweet music. I love well the martial dirge. With slow wail and convulsive throb leading the officer's funeral. What to such as you anyhow such a poet as I? Therefore leave my works and go lull yourself with what you can understand and with piano tunes. For I lull nobody and you will never understand me. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. 
You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.